Ladies and gentlemen, we are live coming to you from the internet. Introducing first with a professional record of a five-star rating and the future winners of the Fight Pick Championship, Ricky Reed, Buddy Harlow, the MMA Marks Podcast. What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you doing? This is MMA Marks, two guys that love to mark out on all things MMA. I'm your host, Rick, and as always, right next to me is the man, the myth, the UFC 4 kind of sore. What's up, buddy? How you doing, brother? Doing great. I can't wait for this weekend. Uh, sorry to everybody that used us on Tuesday. Ricky couldn't make it Tuesday. I couldn't make it Wednesday, so now we're here on a Thursday. That's right. That's right. We we make good. We get it in one day during the week. That I mean, it's a little late, but work happens, shit happens, life happens. We get it in we for got, you guys. We also have two markout minutes coming to you guys on the YouTube. We'll be sharing on the Instagram and the and the, and the Twitters and stuff, you know. And the markout minute is just going to be our quick take on a fight. Like we got T.J. Dillashaw, Sinhagen as a markout minute, and then we also have um, Darren Elkins and Darren Minner, Darren Elkins and Derek Minner. Uh, so be on the lookout for that too, guys. Oh yeah. So look, man, let's just jump right into what was Islam Makachev taking on Tiago Moises. That card was okay. wasn't the best card, but it is what it is. Islam got to show his skill, and poor Jeremy Stevens didn't didn't do so well. But yeah. uh, a good card, nevertheless. What do you think about it? Uh, what will you take away from it? Where you want to start at? Well, uh, before we get into that, I just want to you know say what's up to Wolfman. What's up to I tra- uh, Iconic Tragic? I still have your belt. I haven't sent it, but I just got your address. Uh, I will be sending it soon. I'm going to shine it up for you. Go to make the rock joke, Ricky. <laughs> I was thinking it as you were telling oh, you me to say. You guys didn't see it, by the way. Shit, my bad. You know, still here. That's uh, right. So we'll be getting into last week's card. Then we're going to get into some. Uh, we're going to tell everybody about Fight Pick Championship. You know, remind everybody that it's this this week, tomorrow night. The the link will be out on the Discord. Make sure you get it in before the prelim starts Saturday. Um, and then we'll get into some news and drama. Hopefully you guys got some stuff to talk about. Some, we probably have a little bit to talk about here. And then we'll get on with the show. So I think that we should start at the very, very beginning of next week. How about you? I mean, uh, last week. What about you, uh, Ricky? Let's do it. Let's get it in. So Okay, we had- so it, it looks as if this this guy, Alan Baldet, is it Baldot? Baldot. Uh, he knocked out homie in two rounds. Now, I didn't see this fight. Ricky, uh, did, I didn't you see said this you fight missed either. the first two fights. I missed the first two, but you said that Allen knocked yeah. him out? I mean, my bad. I, I'm I like, Allen got knocked out. Hey, Rayhan, thank you for the biddies. Hell yeah. Shout out to Rayhan. Make sure you guys check out, if you guys want to see the top player in the world, check out T4H Rayhan on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, so we got Rodrigo. Oh, Rodrigo knocked him out in two rounds. Okay, I missed that fight. That fucking sound alert just hit me, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, love it. But we didn't see that fight. But I did see the second fight. Okay. You missed it. I'll just give you a little gist of it. All right. Uh, 
F- Figgy's brother, aka the other Figgy, uh, Francisco he, Figueredo. He did all right, but our boy Malcolm Gordon, who's known to not do that well against most people, <laughs> Malcolm X Gordon, yeah, uh, was able to out point Francisco. It just it was it was too easy of a fight for Malcolm. I feel like he was able to uh, impose his will without much of a struggle. It wasn't like he was beating the shit out of Francisco. He was just it, he was winning the fight. You know. Okay. It was more of an MMA match, less of a fight. Um, and Francisco was trying to fight, but you can't fight if somebody's you know MMA in you. You know what I mean? I understand. When I hear Malcolm Gordon, I just think of that time that he quit and just laid up against the cage and didn't. I forget who he was fighting against, but that's no, how. No, uh, I don't remember that one, but I remember when he got knocked out in fucking forty-four seconds, and it seemed sh- like fake. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was okay. what it was very quick, but it looked like he just laid down. So that I'm glad to see he's not laying down anymore. He's actually fighting. Well, he he don't have the chin to keep up, bro. That that's gonna hurt him in the long run, man. It really is. It's gonna keep him hey, down look, there. Malcolm actually goes to the same gym as Rayhan. He's he's glad he finally won. He's been struggling a lot lately, a lot recently. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It looked like he kind of he said, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna." I have a jaw that's my chin is kind of sus in a way. You know, I get I get clipped, I get knocked out. Uh, he didn't he didn't he didn't allow Francisco to to catch him like fucking Sue did last fight. Oh yeah, protect your neck, Gordon. And you and you know what they say about a boy named Sue? That's why he got knocked out by him. Oh damn! All right, what about this next fight? You tell me about this fight because I don't remember. Khalid Taha taking on Sergey Moroso. Okay, Khalid Taha, what what are you gonna do? I mean, it, he 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 came out and it was just flat. It was a flat performance. It didn't. It did, it wasn't like up or down. It it was it was kind of a a repeat of what you just said with Francisco and Malcolm. The dude just got MMA'd more. Uh, it wasn't like too far of a a beating. It wasn't like over over dominant, overly dominant victory. Yeah. But Sergey Sergey takes the decision victory in this one. He he beats him up. Takes him down, beats him up, takes him down. It just rinse and repeat. That, that's where I, not much to say on this fight. So this next fight uh, with Monsterat Ru- Ruiz. Yeah. Some people are saying it was an early stoppage for her. Uh, you know, because Amanda Lemos knocked her out, basically. Um, I think that regardless if it would have been stopped, she would have got finished, you know, either way. But uh, it's you know kind of goes to show you that sometimes these judges, I mean uh, refs, Chris Tyone, Tagni, whatever you know how you say it, Tag, it's weird spelling, but it's Tyone or whatever. That's your favorite ref, ain't it, Ricky? Tyone. <laughs> yeah, that's your favorite ref. Yeah. Well, he stopped the fight. Extra. I feel a little bit soon. Let her get some damage off, bro. You know, let him now, bang. Now I will say that there's a little less equality. When it comes to women's MMA and men's MMA, a lot of refs are not, are going to stop women fights a lot sooner than they do men. That's just because you just don't want a woman taking that much of a beating. I, and I think yeah. I, I don't even think that it's like purposefully doing like these me, these refs are ma, majority men 
are not going to sit there and let a woman get beat on, regardless if it's a man or, a, or like, it, 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 you just subconsciously, you don't want to see that. So you're going to stop it early. So I think, I think that was stopped early. I think you do let it go a little bit because mm-hmm. she wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't uh, knocked out. She wasn't knocked out. She got right up and was on it. So I think, uh, yeah, For- yeah, good. I, I think Amanda would have won either way because she was definitely, definitely the better fighter. Like, yeah, and it was these noticeable. guys are these guys are both pretty new, so you know they'll both probably come back from. I mean, she'll probably move on, and this girl might come back from it. This girl, she, she held down the other girl last fight. Most people didn't like her. I liked the way she fought. I thought she was gonna be able to do the same thing. Hold hold her down in that like, uh, kind of like a headlock when she's on top of her. Yeah. But uh, what? So speaking of refs, you know, not stopping and stopping and you know equality. This next fight, Daniel Rodriguez, when he took on Preston Parsons, uh, it was Mike Beltran as the ref. And I mean, I'm not saying I don't think he he stopped it too late, but I'm saying he definitely gave this dude Preston way more time than I would have because it was obvious once fucking Daniel Rodriguez landed really good, bro. Preston said, I'm not in this fight no more. Run! Run away! (laughs) He looked like he was so out. Like, he was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna try to run away now. And he just, it just was a pounce, bro. Oh, yeah. It was bad. And and that goes, that goes to show you, like, I do think the guys are in the back like, hey, you stopped that fight a little early. Now we gotta let this one go a little longer. You know, like, to make up for it. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird. We see that a lot. It, if one fight gets an early stoppage, the following fight, they will let go for a little while longer, no matter who's reffing. It's so weird to see that. But like well, you said, Daniel Rodriguez just destroyed this guy. Hey, uh, so shout out to Grammy back. We'll be talking Fight Pick Championship soon uh, in case you're trying to, you know, get on up and up the start of it. Um, I see you in the chat. And Wolfman was saying something kind of funny. He said, fun fact, Kim Winslow, retired from roughing, is now a model. And it's hilarious to me because, let's be honest, I don't think that she's very model-y looking. Hey, and hey, yeah. also, fun fact, that person said happy birthday to Iconic Tragic on his birthday. Who did? On Facebook. Kim Winslow. Awesome. Well, tra- yeah. Tragic is the best journalist in MMA right now. So, I mean. Hey, he, he's the king of the march currently. He's the current king of the marks. <sighs> Fucking bastard! I was five points, just five points away. I'm coming. I'm coming hard. No, you're not. And I'm coming. No, you're fast. not. <laughs> yeah. And I'm coming all night long. <laughs> yeah. Maybe by yourself in a dark room, but you ain't doing yeah, that. Mark Coleman said happy birthday to me. Thank to iconic tragic, by the way. <laughs> but that, I mean, shit. That's part of your fucking. That's part of your little thing, anyway. Because tragic made a post. Mark Coleman said happy birthday to me. Oh, nice. Hell yeah! Uh, so, right. what what about this next one? This was a little bit more competitive. I love Billy Quarantillo taking on Gabriel uh, Benitez. I love this fight. This was my favorite fight of the night for me. I know everybody's going to talk about Misha Tate was so great and Islam Makhachev was great, but as far as competitive MMA and back and forth, this fight was it for me. Mm. Both yeah. guys showed technical uh skill 
great two ring. guys on the come up in the rankings. Hell yeah, great ring IQ. You got grappling, you got clinch work, you got cage work, you got striking, you got boxing, you got the whole nine. If these are one of these fights that, like, if you say this is our sport of MMA, this is what you show them. This that yeah. was it. That you got a whole spectrum of what MMA is through this fight. Now, I was glued. I was glued to this fight. I liked it. I liked it. And big ups to uh, Billy Quarantillo. He took it. KO third round. Well, TKO whatever. TKO in mm-hmm. the third round by strikes. It was great. I, I loved every bit of this fight, man. I would say about midway through this fight is when the edibles kicked in. <laughs> And I remember some of the fight, and I remember some of, you know what I mean? But I do remember thinking it was a competitive fight when I watched it. Yeah, this fight was awesome. Awesome. So so what do you think about Adolfo Vieira? He's the black belt hunter, and he didn't do so well last fight. He got the very naked choke in the third round. Uh, do you think that he can compete with some of the better competition in the in the division? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You don't think that he's lacking with his uh, with his composure? He's kind of he's he's like fighting scared or whatever, real tense, you know. I think that it's a lot of nerves, but I also yeah. think from one fight to the next fight, the improvements were were uh, ginormous. I mean, the the uh, what is it? The cardio. I mean, he was dead at the end of round one in his first fight. Now he's 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 choking people out in the third, and and still having energy to keep going. I mean, <laughs> those type, those type of. Uh, <laughs> I'm just reading Wolfman's comments. Yeah, I'm reading it too. They're replacing Damian Maya, uh, size hole in his heart. Yeah. I kind of get that. That that's fitting. He's kind of like the new Damian Maya. Yeah, I, I'll I'll take that. And shout out to Philip. I see you in the chat, homie. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like Vieira. I really do. I'm, I'm not big on him yet. I don't think that he – either he needs to learn to just get his composure or or something. That I'm not I'm not sold on him yet at all. Well, he's not coming in there to fight for a belt right now. This is, this is uh, one of those MMA fighters where you can see the progression from amateur to championship material. He has the potential yeah, to I'm, be I'm a not, champion. I'm not sold on him yet. I'm not, I'm not like, big on him yet. <laughs> I like I think these that's fighters. Fair to say. I know, I know. I like these fighters because you get to see the full progression. Even though I, I, I hate, I, I will say it. I hate Greg Hardy. Don't like him. Don't like him as a person. But the progression from his skill level, from where he started to where he is now, is remarkable, and it's fun to watch to see the improvements from one well, person fight after fight after fight. And I hope to see that through Vieira. One person I'm pretty sold on is Gamera, the gamer. Yeah. Uh, early on, I mean, I haven't seen many of his fights. I remember, I don't remember his deci- split decision loss in his debut in the UFC, but when he knocked out fucking Holtz, Scott Holtzman, and then he fucking got a quick Kimura on fucking um, J- Jeremy Stevens. I mean, Ooh. I'm sold on this guy, man. I want to see him in the mix with all these guys at lightweight. Jeremy Steven and, and, and Gamsma, or how do you say his name? Uh, I'm just calling him Gamrot. G A M R O T. Okay. Gamrot, Gamrot. Yeah. Gamrot. Gamrot. That's where I'm going with Gamrot. Okay. I blinked and I didn't see the fight. I just I just looked away for like two seconds, turned back, and 
Jeremy Stevens is on the ground and in a Kimura. I'm like, well, I kind of felt bad for Stevens, bro. How did that I happen? Like, I felt like he kind of got like, like maybe he wouldn't have caught him if he. I think he got cut off guard almost. You know what I mean? But hey, shout out to fucking Gam- Gamrot for doing it. Right. The way I mean, it was it was quick, like you said. I mean, and that makes me excited, man. A quick knockout, quick submission. I mean, that means you're going right for the fucking finish. I, that's the style I like, man. Hell yeah. Now, what do you think about uh, Jeremy Stevens calling out Connor right away? I think it makes sense, and uh, why not? Why not call him out? I mean, I mean, yeah, this... I don't think it, it might not make sense for Connor, but it makes sense for Jeremy Stevens. I think it makes perfect sense for Connor. Get in there, destroy somebody. If you're gonna destroy somebody, destroy Jeremy Stevens. I mean, th- for Connor's sake. If Connor wants to be back in in the limelight and, and on his winning ways, then then this is the type of fight that you need to take, dude. Take this fight, beat him in the first round, and then jump back up into the top ten, top five, whatever. I I cannot get over that they have Connor in the top five and he hasn't won a fight in like four years. Not cool. But well, I mean. Skill for skill, he, we we all agree that he probably beats a lot of those guys, though, still. So that's you, why. But you could be the, the most skillful person and not win a fight. I mean, winning's winning. You know what the beauty of the rankings is? is They don't have a direct rule or, or, or this is how we do the rankings. It's all fucking whoever's running it. They're able to just do whatever they want based on anything. And There's no that, real set. That's a problem. I feel that's a problem. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean there's, there's other there's other things. Like, I think Tapology uh, does their rankings differently than UFC. But the official UFC rankings, I feel like it's just a couple of dudes. Like, we want to promote Connor this week. We're going to bump him up five fucking slots. Yeah. You know? but, but the thing is, is that's all well and cool if that's what you're doing and you're using it as marketing. But the fighters themselves are using these rankings to navigate to a title. And now managers are using the rankings to strategically place people into title shots and into number one contender shots. And that that's where I have a problem with it. I mean, like, if, if we're going to use the rankings, use the rankings. If not, get rid of them. I mean, I want to get into this a lot more, and I want yeah, your well, I want your full take on this, really. For uh, me, I I think I think the ranking should be more clear cut on how they win and what place they'll get, depending on how they finish, or or how you know saying like I, I like I said we'll get into we can get into it more, but like saying like, hey, if Connor gets a knockout against this number two or let's say he's number nine right now, right? Say he fights fucking uh, number three in the world. Number nine is going against number three. So if Connor beats number three by decision, then he moves up a couple slots. And and dude moves down a couple slots, but it's not that significant. If he knocks him out, the earlier he knocks him out, the higher he bumps up. He'll take his place or something, you know? Yeah, but, but this but is... I think that they should have a set rules that actually shows us what would do. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think, but but they'll never do it. They'll never do that at all. And and that therein lies the problem. I mean, you got like you got. 
what is it, uh, uh, like, uh, what, the, what the hell's his name, um, Sugar, Sh- Sean O'Malley. Okay. He hasn't fought anybody in the top ten other than, and one, I mean, he, he fought, um, who's, who's that guy, uh, uh, uh Fierro, uh, what the, fuck, I can't remember his name. Who? Uh, Sean O'Malley, that, the dude that, uh, no, Sean O'Malley. Sugar Sean O'Malley. Cheeto. Cheeto Vera. Vera. Cheeto Vera. Okay, yeah, he fought Cheeto Vera, and that's it. Everybody else, and Cheeto Vera predict- was ranked under him when he fought him. Right, and it's like, why? Why? You have done nothing. The only thing you've done is market yourself well. You haven't... It, it's not a meritocracy. It's not... Dude, who- why are you mad at him for that? For marketing himself well? I'm not mad at Sean. I'm not mad... At O'Malley for that. I'm mad at the rankings for that. Because how are you going to rank somebody based... What's Sean O'Malley ranked at? Based on their, on their like, star power. Like I don't know if they do that, dude. Let me see. Uh, Sean O'Malley. He's rank, He's probably not even ranked top 15, bro. But he's... See, I want to I'm, I'm curious to see that. Because now he's fighting, like, the number third person? Or, or who, who's he going to fight next? I thought he was like uh, talking. Yeah, he's about- not even ranked top fifteen, homie. Well, and if he does, if he does fight somebody that's ranked top ten, uh, good for him because I mean that's something like Connor did. I mean he, so he's using his, uh, his fame or his uh, his well known whatever the fuck you you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. He's he's using his his star power to to his gain. star power to 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 jump the rankings. I don't think that's wrong. I, think I don't think that that messes up the rankings either. That literally is saying, "Hey, I'm number fifteen, and if you not and and you're number you're number seven in the world, Frankie Edgar, or not Frank, not Frankie. That, that's a bad idea. You're number six in the world, Marlon Morris, but I'm I'm fucking Sean O'Malley." And I'm number fucking sixteen or whatever the fuck he is, right? I don't know what ranking he is in in, in UFC's website. Uh, I only see the top fifteen. But say I'm number sixteen, so that should be an easy win for number six. But you get to say you knock me out, and I'm I'm more well known than you, Marlon. You knock me out, that's fucking money in your pocket, and people know you now because you're the guy that knocked me out. That's a good trade off for both. For both sides. Now, does that does that have to do with the rankings, or is that just based on star power? This is where I, this is where I wish the rankings would go I think away. That, I think that it, it's it goes hand in hand, both of them. Your star power helps you manipulate the ranking as a fighter, or you know what I mean? Yeah, but then then like the thing that I don't like—it's leverage. It's leverage. It gets ugly. It gets really ugly because you have the situation with Islam and Justin Gaethje going on. In the lightweight division right now. No, you That's got the ugly. situation That's with... That's ugly. This is, this is the worst, I guess, the worst that it could happen, in my opinion, is we have Dustin taking a fight with Connor the other, you know, not long ago, over the championship match because the star power outweighed the ranking. But that wasn't... He, that was money. That was money. That was a money. Star fight. power. Yeah. It, star power equals money. Okay. There's no doubt about it. For true. sure, 100%. True, true. You're right, you're right. So, so that's the worst that can happen is, oh, we have Dustin Poirier who should be fighting the, the, the champion to see who the real baddest motherfucker in the, in that, in that weight division is. But instead we have him fighting Connor because it's more money in the pocket. 
which is okay. I don't, I don't mind it. Get I don't your mind life. the Get money, your money. Right. But at the same time, that's the worst that can happen with somebody uh, abusing or exploiting their star power. So what do you think about what do you think about Ali, uh, the manager Ali right now, Ali Adelaziz or whatever? What about him? How he, he does is, some good work for for a lot of these fighters. He does, he does, and he's pushing his fighters, but he's manipulating the rankings to do so. So what he's trying to do now is he's trying to get Islam Makashev to fight Michael Chandler, right? He wants he wants that to happen because he wants Justin Gaethje to get a title shot against the winner of Poirier and Oliveira. Do you realize that we just completely forgot to go over the last two fights because we're talking about this? But that's hey, okay. I, I, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I'm going to finish this real quick with you yeah. by saying I think that there's nothing wrong with a manager trying to get a more high-profile fight and especially because it might even be a harder fight for Islam, so it ain't like he's ducking. I'm not saying he's trying to duck. What I'm trying to say is he's trying to manipulate the rankings because Michael Chandler doesn't want to take the fight because Islam is number nine and Chandler because Islam will three. beat him. Exactly, Islam will beat him, and he knows it. And the same thing with which, RDA, which is awesome. Which is why the the, the people should force that fight on him. But this is this is where Chandler's doing. Chandler's trying to go for Gaethje. Chandler's saying, fight me, Gaethje, fight me. And Gaethje's left out in the cold because as soon as he opens his mouth and says, hey, I want to fight this person, that person, he's going to get that fight. And he's not going to get the winner of the <clears throat> title shot. So, Ali... Gaethje and Chandler makes the most sense right now. It does. I, I, I think it does. So where does Islam go? Islam, I mean, there's lots of places for Islam to go. I mean, Islam could fight Tony, bro. Islam could fight Benil, Dariush. I want to see that fight. That is Dariush is number three in the world, though, you know? Dariush and Islam would be an awesome fight. But I think Islam versus Chandler and Dariush versus Gaethje... Just to mix it up. Right. And whoever has a better fucking fight will fight the winner of Dustin Poirier or Oliveira. And why can't they why can't they say that up front and sell the fight on that? Instead of saying, Oh, he's number three and he's number four, he's number five. Number I think nine. that they're feeling it out to see what the what gets more fucking commotion and when the social media and more talks in the podcast they're saying which one does everybody want more so they're they're kind of teasing islam versus chandler then they tease islam you know what i mean yeah i hear islam versus chandler islam versus Darius. i hear islam versus rda and islam versus ferguson and it's mm -hmm. like i've heard all all these big big names fights for for islam and then Justin Gaethje's like, uh, I'll take Chandler or I'll take Oliveira. And it's like, he's kind of left out. Like, he's a he's an afterthought. It seems like Ali is pushing Islam so hard. And where wherever Islam falls, then he'll take care of Gaethje. And it's like, he's using the rankings to do that. Because he's like, oh, Gaethje's taken care of. He's, he's going he's gonna to go ahead. 
because he's so far up in the rankings. Yeah, um, all in all, with the 155 division's always been fucking brutal. Uh, we still got people that are like that are killers that are they're not even like top 10 of fucking 155 is unreal yeah and and then you got killers that aren't even in the fucking rankings just because and they're still killers they can still beat motherfuckers any day i mean like uh dan hooker's number eight you know what i mean that's crazy fucking uh gregory lapsing he's the 10 he's number 10 we got T. Ferg, number six. Already, I mean, one fifty-five is it. No matter what you talk about, it's always going to be a fucking uh, clutter. Yeah, it's murderous row all the way up. So now, just just to finish, just to get back on our little little uh, thing. What you think about, or did you want to have a cap off? You want to cap off about that real quick? No, go ahead. I want I want to see where you go. What's up? Okay, Misha Tate. Uh, she had a dominant performance. She didn't give a fuck about it. Was her retirement fight? Uh, she put it on her. Uh, Honestly, it looked like Marina or Marianne, I'm sorry. Uh, she just uh, wasn't on Misha Tate's level at all. Misha Tate came in and proved what she had to prove. A hundred percent. Renault did not meet the aggression of Tate. M- uh, Renault did not. It, it, it was obvious who wanted that fight more. And because it was a retirement fight, I didn't think that Misha was going to lose. I mean, we all knew that Misha was going to win that fight. That was pretty much a given. That Misha will destroy this this person. And she didn't disappoint. She she took it to her. Took it to her. Yeah. Striking her down in the third round. I mean, and she showed that she still has it. She hasn't really lost any steps. Now, I, remember, I said the edibles were already kicking in pretty good by this time. But I remember the performance... I don't remember if she called out anybody afterwards. Do you? Did you watch it like the call out or anything? Or no, she didn't. Call, I don't think she called anybody out. She just said she's here for a belt. So she wants. Do you, her, th- do you think that she? Sh- I think she should fight Holly Holm again. Fuck it. I do too. But I also watched um, the food truck diary with her and Chab. Uh huh. And they were talking about Holly, and she was talking about she wants to fight Jer- Jermaine Durandamy. And she wants to fight a man. Oh, that's Nunes. not a bad fight, dude. That's what I was thinking too. Like, I don't know, maybe Holly's Holly's a good fight. There's a story there, but Jermaine, that gets you your title real quick. But the other thing that she said too is that she's got six fights left on her contract. She's got six fights, so hmm. she's gonna be in that octagon six more times. So does she seems like she came back with a purpose. That's fucking awesome, dude. We we uh, we weren't sure, and I think that 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 performance proves that she's coming back and she has a purpose, which is awesome. Which I I'll get behind. I've always you know ha- like thought Misha Tate was pretty good. I was surprised how easily sometimes fucking uh, when what's her name got in her head and fucked her up. Rhonda, yeah, but, Rhonda fucked her up. <laughs> and 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 before she fought Amanda, remember I was like I thought she was gonna beat Amanda. And she came in looking like she had the flu and shit. But she, and she didn't perform well. But I mean, we know Amanda is different, though. That's why she was yeah, terrified. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. She was sick. She knew she was getting her ass whipped by Amanda. Yeah. Uh, I hope that she has to fight. I hope she fights Amanda again, man, and, and brings it to her a little bit more. That would be great. That would be great. She does give hope to the fact that Amanda might lose. I think it's possible for somebody like Misha to beat Amanda. I'm not I saying feel that. Like, it's I feel like Misha and Cody's. Comeback are about the same feeling. Yes, feel yes, I like do. Cody, 
he reached high levels, but he kept having his faults and stuff. And then he came back. He seems to be alone a little bit more of a purpose. Uh, yep. Same with Misha Tate right now. You know what I mean? Like they're on the same like vibe right now. Hundred percent. I, I can get behind Misha, but I'm not. It's not like she's like my favorite right now. I mean, obviously, I think that what's her name whooped his ass. Um, <laughs> our boy uh, Amanda Nunez whooped her ass. Uh, yeah, Jay Carter in the chat. What's up, man? <laughs> Jolie Poirier, dude. Connor was went the fuck off uh, after that fight, man. <laughs> and and I saw Dustin saying it just makes him look weak. It does. Like, it makes him I look like bad. Dustin's just not even paying it any mind, man. He's not. He, 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 I think he's he's got his money. He's not going to play the games anymore. You know. You know. You know. It's bad when Brendan Schaub is saying, "Hey, man, just take the loss." Like Schaub rides for Connor so hard all the time. And he's like, hey, man, you need to stop and just stop acting like Deontay Wilder and take the loss like a man. That That's mm. bad. And he's coming up with all these micro-fracture excuses and all this other... Uh, it's, it's, if anything, he should be worried about motherfuckers that bet on him. He said, and knowing that he went into the fucking fight injured, you wouldn't think people want him dead. No. You know what I mean? If people put money on fucking Connor, he goes in the fight knowingly having an injury. I don't think that's true. I think that's a bullshit ass excuse. I think it's. I believe uh, it's true, but I mean, I if think I it's bet a lie. on Connor, I'd, I'd want that motherfucker's head on a platter. You know what I mean? On a plate or whatever. Yeah. I think it's a 100% lie, though. 100%. I, I believe him. So I believe him. You believe him? <laughs> I trust in Connor. So, okay. So. So Connor you believe, McGregor. think about this, think about this. And this is coming straight from Shab's mouth, so I, take it with a grain of salt. Do you you got love Shab. Do you think that Connor would knowingly go into a fight with an injury and tell Dana that he has an injury too? Because that's what he said. He said, I told the UFC that I had an injury. I told him that, and they told, and we fought anyway. Do you think that that would happen? Because now, technically... What is what is Dana saying? Dana's saying he don't know shit. Dana's saying Connor's a liar. Alright. Connor's probably lying. Exactly. He's he's a sore loser. He's a, he's a sore loser at this time because he knows he doesn't have a fight to sell anymore. He lost twice to Poirier. He's not in the top five no more. He's got to hey, drop. Hey, Backlog, thanks for coming through, homie. On a vacation, too? That's what's up, man. Hell yeah, dude. Happy birthday to Backlog. Happy born day, Jimmy T. Hell yeah, dude. Um, this man this man brought me out to the fucking steakhouse on his birthday and paid. Shut up. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. You said had, had some shrimp, had some steak, bro. Wow. Wow, that's great. Backlog's the fucking real MVP, you know? Fuck yeah. Alright, so Look, let's get back. Misha Tate is on a dominant performance. She's here. She's going after the belt, and she made it clear to everybody. What do you think about? What do you think about uh, Islam Makashev taking on Tiago Moises? What's I up, Jagger? Is- Islam- I think Islam put on a performance uh, performance that he needed to. I don't think that he could take on somebody like Jagger, who came in here to say hi to us. Jagger the but- Dagger. You know what I mean? But Makashev, he's a real threat right now, man. He he deserves to be in the top five or so, man. I mean, there's 
I don't see many people doing well against his style and how how well he sticks to it. I mean, he does look a lot like Khabib in a way of his dominance. You know what I mean? Right. Now, what do you think about Dan Hooker's uh, little take on Islam Makashev? What did he say? He said, um, it's very obvious that you are a Khabib wannabe and a Khabib 2.0. Why don't you get your own style and, and really fight people instead of just doing uh, Khabib style all over again? We've seen that style. Get your own style, basically. That's what he said. Motherfucker, that's because he's scared to fight that style. I thought the same thing. I'm like, that's a scared man right there. That's a scared. He's like, hey, change it up. Do me a favor. I don't want to have to fight you when you're when you fight like that, bro. <laughs> but that don't mean dick, man. I mean, you can't you can't beg some. You can't you can't say before a fight, hey, don't don't try to go right for the guillotine because it's banned in certain leagues or something. You just gotta do it, bro, and fucking. Take that neck. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Peacemaker out here. Hooker ran from Chandler. Chandler's low ass. I mean, why why are you running from Chandler? Knee him in the face and, and just walk away. But Yeah, Hooker Hooker got hooked. <laughs> oh man. And I'm, dropped. Yeah. He did. He did. And I'd be scared if I'm if I'm in the lightweight division. I would be scared to fight Islam right now. Islam is on another level than these guys, and he's making it look easy. There was at no point did Tiago Moises have any hope of winning that fight from start to finish. I mean, he took he took he took Islam down once, but it wasn't mm. it wasn't very long. You know, Islam Makashev is not in UFC four, but Action Bronson is. Islam's not in the game? Really? He's not in the fucking game, bro. That's crazy. But they recently added the rapper, Action fucking Bronson. I don't call him Action Bronson. I call him Buddy 2.0. Why's it got to be 2.0, bro? Because he's got all the tattoos. You don't have that many tattoos. Bitch. Ah, call it like I see it. Call spade a spade, right? <laughs> All right, Trevin Giles is Ricky 7.0. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that beard game is crazy, but that chin is weak. <laughs> Better chin than Ricky. So, oh, you're one fight, talk. Fight pick championship. Yeah. What are we doing for the rules? What are we doing here? I don't think the rules need to be changed. I think they're great. That's what I'm thinking. I think they're great. I like them the way they are. If so anybody let's go, out let's there, go, ha- let's kind of go over them for anybody who might be new to the fight pick championship. All right, I'll pull it up. Hold on, give me a sec. Oh, Jor. Oh, Lord. Here we go. All right. Let's see. Pug life, Phil Sampson. So we got picking the correct fighter gets you ten points. That's right. And then after you pick the, if you pick the correct fighter, it unlocks the ability to get points for picking the correct round and the correct fashion. True. Uh, so as far as fashion goes, or yeah, fashion, meaning knockout, submission, or decision, you get five points. Yep. Now, that's 
as much as you can get on the decision because it's automatically either three or five round for decision. So you get 15 points if it's decision is the max amount of points. Now, if it's anything else, like knockout or submission, if you pick the correct round, you're able to get five more. I mean, um, 10 points. Is it 10? It's 10. It's 10 points for the round, 10 points for knockout or submission. 10. Um, So if you get a fight. If you pick every person correctly, you get an extra 20 points added to your points. Yep. If you pick everything, the whole card correct, everything is exactly correct, your your whole points for the night get doubled. Everything, which is awesome. and we're going to be doing the main card starting with this weekend until UFC 269. Now, you can do it just one time, but you're not going to have the most points come to UFC 269. The, the more you participate, the better chances you have of winning the long run. You know, you can have a great run. If you want to just say, hey, I just want to do the next Connor fight and show y'all I can beat y'all in the Connor fight, that's, that's, that's okay. You can do that. But if you want to do the long haul and try to get the title, you got to participate every card. And it's the main card. And you have to get it in before the prelim start of that card. Yep. I couldn't have said it better myself. Hey, Phil, get your head in the game, get your points up, and Phil, you can get it up. That's what I say. Get your head in the game, man. You can get that belt too. I thought I thought I was gonna have two of them. I was gonna be champ, champ, but I I kind of tragic took that away from me. It's all, it's all right. It's all right though. I got you know. Got to take a loss like a man. It's all right. <laughs> so so as far as uh, the fight pick championship goes, yeah, we look forward for everybody that wants to be involved. It, we you you get involved by going on our Discord. Uh, we can help you get that. If you can't find it, DM me. I'll get you the fucking. Um... Sorry, I was just reading the chat, wow! talking shit. Wow. So, but we'll get you the okay. we'll get you the invite. We'll get you in there. We got a few new faces, a few familiar faces. I'm very very excited for this season. I'm looking to be super competitive. Uh, I want this season to be my season. We're calling it season 69 because we're ending on UFC 69. Uh, 69 is my fucking number, so I'm going to win. Okay, okay. It's never worked for you before, but maybe maybe this time is different. <laughs> and Tragic says, how did I take it? It was never yours. Wow. Wow, okay, okay, okay. You know, it, I was chasing you the whole time. That is true. But but I, I, was, I was just close, man. Better be looking over your shoulder next time, dude. This season, it's all downhill, and I'm coming for it. Coming Tragic for it. is, he's a friend turned foe. <laughs> we used to talk to fights, <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, you better get your journalistic game up, brother, because I'm coming for that belt. Hell yeah. So, moving on. Do you want to get into drama, or do you want to get into the this uh, card coming up? Let's definitely get into some drama. What you what you got for me today? I mean, as far as the rankings go, did you want to discuss that a little bit further? Look, 
this is this is my thing. Because because the ranking, I think that you either need to you either need to pick one or the other. The rankings either need to stick and make sense, and they have to have rules and and then we use them to determine next fights, or they have to go away. And like they don't have to go away as far as like us talking about them. That's a great marketing tool, but they should have no bearing on on the fights. Like pound for pound. It's just a talking point. You're pound for pound, great. Whatever. Pound for pound, all the way up, or whatever, best. It doesn't have any bearing on on making fights. I like that form of rankings than, than any other. But but as far as, like, these 155, oh, I'm number 9, number 5. If, if it doesn't help you in the, in the fight game, then it, it's, it's pointless. Like, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Well, I, I enjoy it. I think that some we know, the fact that we know it's ridiculous sometimes is it, it, still funny. Like, because it gives us a, a talking factor, man. Because then it helps us. Even if it's not the ranking we agree with, it helps us have a, a, a something to kind of follow. So we say, like, say we're looking at the rankings and we, and we see that Calvin Cater is number five in the world right now. And we think that Dean Ige deserves that spot. You yep. know what I mean, and we can, and but we have something to kind of look over, and it helps us create our own top list of who we think the baddest people in that weight class is. Right. Which, um, kind of funny. I don't, I don't know if I could find it right away, but I was looking at some old notes, and I was thinking about like even like kind of talking about it on like maybe a, a future podcast of like when we did our our top ten of all time. Yeah. Uh, fighters. Yeah. I'll see. And um. Pretty funny. I kind of like was thinking like maybe like everybody involved in the Fight Big Championship, if they wanted to, they could submit their top, and it could be fun. Hell yeah! Like their current top all time or something. I'm down for that. That sounds cool. Oh yeah. So so you think that we should keep the rankings and keep everything the way it is? I don't see much of a problem with it, man. It's not it's not even that broken of a system. We kind of understand that they do manipulate it or change it up sometimes for the promotion and stuff like that but like when 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 fighters are using the rankings to duck fights oh my god that's a long it's a long Can time you see it i i see gsp's number one jones DC. no 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 hold on i got a date too you episode got a date? 23 bro wow we're on 137 in this bitch and you going and back this, to and 23 this was on, um Four sixteen, two thousand nineteen, bro. We started that early. Yo, we've been at this game for a little minute. Philip and the goat is GSP. Nah, man, the goat. I don't know. That w- I don't know hey, if the goat's GSP. So Rick, I just want to say, I just want to give a few of these out oh, from two thousand nineteen. Okay. Your current top pound for pound on this day mm-hmm. was. DC number one. Yeah. DC DC boy now. Yeah. Uh let's see. Jones at number two. <sighs> yeah. Khabib at number three. Yeah. Number four is Woodley. Oof. God, what was I thinking? <laughs> number five is Amanda Nunez. Uh okay. That that aged pretty well. Six is Usman. That's pretty good. Yeah, okay. Take that. Seven is Stipe. I'll take that too. Best heavyweight in the world. 
Eight is uh, Max. Eight, hey, okay. Nine is Aldo. I I will never, never not root for Aldo. And ten is Izzy. That's that's decent. That's decent. That's decent. Where where do you fall? Where do you fall? Cause I see, I my see. list is way better, bro. <laughs> way better? Oh, bullshit. Let me hear this. Let me hear this. Okay. So this was on 4-16-2019. Yeah. Um, my current top 10 pound for pound. That They had to be active fighters, I believe. Okay. So number one was John Jones. Yeah. Number two, Henry Cejudo. Yeah. Number three, DC. Okay. Number four, Conor McGregor. Yeah, that aged <laughs> real well. <laughs> Number five, Pettis. Pettis must have been on a tear back then. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that aged real well too, didn't it? You number can't six, even beat PFL guys now. Hey, you'll like number six, though. Okay. Poirier. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take that. Number seven, Cruz. Dominic Cruz? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number eight is Usman. Yeah. Number nine is Valentina, and number ten was Amanda Nunes. Oh, was okay. okay pound yeah. pound back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was looking at that. I don't even know if I sent it to you, but I, I was gonna send it to you. That's funny. That's cool, man. That's definitely cool. <sighs> man, okay. So let's get into some drama real quick. I okay, want, what I, you got for I, me? I want to throw out some fights of upcoming significance. Okay. One, we know Jake Paul is taking on Tyron Woodley on August 29th. How do you see that fight going down? The fix is in. The fix is in Jake Paul to win, right? Jake Paul is going to win. Knockout. I, I kind of agree with you. There's entirely too much money, and I think Woodley doesn't mind looking like the fool. Yeah, he's already looked like the fool for so long. What's one more time? Yeah, I mean, for the pay, he'll do it. I think so. I think I think the fix is in. And then some people that think it's real, they even say, you know, that Jake Paul might have a fa- uh, be the favorite, this and that and the other. Yeah. Well, I don't even think that Woodley is gonna uh, is even gonna try to win in a way. You know what I mean? Well, this is the thing too. Like I hear a lot of people saying, like Woodley, if Woodley comes in. And he is the Woodley of old that he will destroy Jake Paul. Because his, his speed and aggression will will definitely take over. And he doesn't have to worry about the takedown, so that right hand is going to be nasty. Uh, yeah, but Woodley's, uh, his style is he's a wrestler that... Fell in love with his a, hands. Has a strong right hand, really. You know what I mean? Like Right. So I mean, he don't even he can't even threaten the takedown. It's not he he don't have to worry about takedown. He can't even threaten the takedown now. Uh, you know, it's like Jake Paul's not worried about that takedown. Hell That's no. why his right hand would land a lot of times because people were kind of worried he might get taken down and shit. Right. I mean, I mean, I I don't think that's everything, but I think that's part of why he was able to land it so well. This is so why good th- sometimes. This is why I think it's everything. If Tyron Woodley wins, then all this YouTube bullshit loses a lot of momentum. If he goes in there and just KOs Jake Paul, all that money goes away. All that Jake Paul money stops. All those YouTubers trying to fight 
fighters, that stops. Because you know that a real MMA fighter, a real top 10 MMA fighter, will knock out a YouTuber in a quick second. But if Jake Paul wins or Jake Paul has a competitive fight and it goes to a decision, then the money's still there and the, and the money train keeps going. Well, I mean, as far as calling him just a YouTuber at this point, I mean, he don't he doesn't have to be one label. I mean, enough boxers have given him credentials to where you can say, and and he's made money you know professionally. Whether the whether the fights are real or not, he's a professional boxer. What boxer has gave their blessing to Jake Paul? And Hold if you on. say if you say Paul Malignaggi, I'm gonna come through this fucking computer joke. Any, even MMA guys. I'm just saying. Uh, all in all, I think a lot of people give 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 both Paul brothers respect for the work they put in and and what they're doing and how their skills are. They say that they're pretty legit. I don't know remember exactly. Their money generating skills are unmatched. I will give them that. And I like the drama and I like the the spectacle of it all. But as far as skills in boxing, Jake Paul has a powerful right hand. But he he has zero footwork. He can't slip a punch. He's not he's not doing the sweet science of, of boxing. His jab is okay at best, and and he has no hooks. He has no hooks. And and Logan Paul's worse because Logan Paul don't have no cardio. So I I, I just and that's the other thing. Right at right after Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul uh, on September nineteenth. We got Anderson Silva taking on Logan Paul. I feel like that Logan Paul is winning fucking life right now, bro. Fuck yeah. He's making money hand over fist. Hand over fist. So, I'm not exactly sure what I was reading, uh, Tragic. I'm tr- I was trying to read and listen to Ricky at the same time. It looks like, uh, hold on. Oh. Okay, so Tragic's in the, in Buddy's DMs right now, and he's saying that. So we, he sent me, he sent me a DM of, of him talking to his boys, uh-huh. and uh, looks like he might be getting credentials to be like on a media to where he can go to the events and like. Fuck be, yeah! You know what I mean? So that's cool. Get some get some media credentials. Hell yeah! Go. Good he shit. said he might be able to go to the Woodley fight. Fuck yeah! Awesome news, Tragic. Congratulations! Yeah, my bad, chick. I wasn't sure exactly what you wanted me to share. <laughs> Congratulations, dude! That is fucking awesome. Number one journalist finally gets his credentials. Well deserved, man. Well deserved. But look, so do you think Anderson Silva is gonna take Logan Paul lightly and just sit there and and play with him? Did you see what he did to uh, Chavez Jr.? He's going to whip up on Logan Paul. Logan Paul's going to go out like a light, dude. Look, and that yeah. won't that won't matter. If Logan Paul loses, that that's okay. The 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 YouTuber train still goes because Jake Paul's driving it. As soon as Jake Paul loses, that's when shit will stop. If Logan Paul loses, it's okay. It's Anderson Silva. But if Jake Paul loses, it's Tyrone Woodley. Shit's gotta stop. I, I, and then I, I don't. I don't see. 
I don't see that Anderson Silva will knock out Logan Paul. <sighs> Fuck. I, I'm not I, saying he can't. I'm saying he I will s- with a quickness. With the quickness. I don't think that he will. Dude, you seen the Floyd fight just like I did, right? And you seen Floyd tap him with two hooks and then hold up Logan because he was he was out on his feet. Yeah, but I don't think Anderson Silva will do that. What do you think how do you see that fight going? Do you think Logan Paul's gonna beat Anderson Silva? Hell no. So do you think that well, the Floyd Mayweather fight wasn't even a fight. It was an exhibition. Maybe they do that. I don't know what they're going to do. Anderson Silva don't give a shit. Anderson Silva... I, ho- I promise you, I hope Anderson Silva knocks him out. But I don't think he will. Oh. I want to know why... Why don't you think Anderson Silva would knock him, wouldn't knock him out? He's got the height advantage. I He's got that, the experience advantage. I think that he kind of lets Logan Paul dictate the pace and intensity... And then just outpoints him. I don't think that he's gonna fucking be out there to fucking. It, it's like it's like a, a um a mouse and a fucking cat. You know what I mean? He doesn't always eat the fucking mice right away. Sometimes they play with it. I don't think that he's gonna be looking to fucking completely ruin like just kill this fucking young kid. I'm with Peacemaker on this one. Peacemaker says I don't think Paul will get away with that jabbing hugging crap that he did with Floyd with a taller Silva. That's just not going to happen. Jake, Jake, Who the fuck is DDG? I don't know. Who who the fuck is DDG? Where do you see that? Philip Sampson keeps talking about DDG. He's the boxing guy. See, that's why he, he's, you know, anybody talk about boxing, he loves it. So Philip's your box, or boxing expert. Who is DDG? Is that Triple G? Diamond Dallas Gump. <laughs> Peacemaker, you're awesome. Oh, wow. Okay, didn't expect that one. Didn't expect that one. A YouTube rapper. Don't make me throw up on this fucking podcast. I don't want to hear that shit. Mama said, bang! (laughs) (laughs) Diamond Dallas Gump. Bang! WCW champion. (laughs) Oh man, uh, I, okay, he can box, but I mean, he's not beating Anderson Silva. I'm sorry, he's just not. You know, I I'd put Anderson Silva against Ryan Garcia, and I'd put my money on on Anderson Silva. That that's Silva's how, slow, bro. I know Silva's slow, but Silva's got range and IQ and footwork. He's got the best footwork in MMA. He probably it. I mean, he's got a good one. What about uh, Ethan Belfort fighting somebody? Oh, yeah. Vitor Belfort is fighting fucking Oscar De La Hoya all coked up. And that's going to happen on September 11th in L.A. So it's going to be crazy. I hope RDA beats the shit out of him. Oh, my. RDA? I mean, who's <laughs> fighting him again? Belfort. <laughs> Oh. And I was thinking of Belfort, but I said RDA. <laughs> okay, so TR we mix those guys up, but it, it's not like we know exactly the difference. <laughs> okay, they're both Brazilian. I'll give you that, but I mean they're they're a little different. Yeah, Belfort's a lot fucking better. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, 
So are we going to get yeah. TRT Belfort and coked up De La Hoya in a boxing so. match? Oh, that would be great. I hope Belfort comes out fucking juice to the gills and just just fucking wails on this motherfucker, bro. <laughs> oh. for, for Chuck Lydell. Lydell. <laughs> I hope he's repping. The disrespect of <laughs> Chuck Liddell that day and with that whole promotion. That was his promotion, right? It was. That's the, the guy? Yeah, it was De La Hoya's promotion. Yeah, Golden right. Boy Productions. Yeah. He deserves to get his ass whipped for that. <laughs> we fucking watched that. Fu- the whole card fucking was just shitty. Yeah, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. Go ahead, Dokyo. Oh, I have man. no idea what you're talking about, Jordan. But. Uh yeah that any any more fights? Uh no more cra- oh there's one more fight that actually actually could good and I actually want to see it it's the biggest fight in Bellator history AJ McKee taking on uh Patricky Pitbull uh July thirty first it's gonna be hmm. uh, I mean these two fighters are pretty much the best in Bellator right now I mean yeah but but at the same time. We all know who the real star in Bellator is. Who's that? Jake Hager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, man. but I want Bellator and AEW to do, like, some kind of crossover shit, bro. That's very possible. I mean, they got Bobby Lashley. Uh, bro, and, and Dan Lambert, it went, when he cut the, promo, pro, uh, the promo and fucking in AEW, bro, that was so awesome, bro. Yeah. And they've been, they've been doing, like... It's it was obviously a fucking a work, but oh, they did a they did a cage fight in the fucking AEW, and it's like those worlds are really crossing right now. And I just I want them to fucking cross more. I want them to mesh fucking so much more, dude. Can you imagine Jorge as a wrestler, Masvidal as a wrestler? Yeah, but would they do AEW or just Bellator? Like that's what I'm, I'm confused. Like would they allow these uh, um, UFC guys? Do you think UFC would be as as willing as as Bellator to share the the competition or whatever? Or, uh, UFC, no. You know what I mean. U- UFC wants to own. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't see who they would be able to do it, but maybe the Bellator guys, because I mean, look at the way they do with Jake. Yeah, that works. I think it's the name, right? Jake, not Jack. Yeah, it's, it's Jake. I get them mixed it's up. It's Jake Hager. That's what it is. You're right. But I mean, they let him fucking wrestle and fight. Yeah. And um. That's pretty cool of, of both people. Yeah. Um. Not Jake Paul, motherfucker. Jake Hager. Sorry. We we for those of you not paying attention, we're talking about a guy who's a pro wrestler in all elite wrestling, uh, AEW, which yeah. is the better version of WWE, if you ask me. And then, um, he also fights in Bellator. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. We oh, had- he didn't know. Well, Duke or Jordan. I don't know how into it you are or if you're following <laughs> because you are a Jake Paul stan, but not a Jake Hager stan. <laughs> so, AJ McKee taking on Patricky Pipple. It's going to be a great fight. I really want to see it. I know I know not a lot of people follow Bellator like like that, but these two are one basically the two best lightweights that that Bellator has to offer. I do see both Pitbull and McKee jumping over to UFC eventually within their career. Hmm. Uh, uh, just like Chandler did. 
because once they get that taste, I mean, I want to see Pitbull versus Chandler again. That was a great fight. And if A.J. McKee is as big as he he is potentially to be, he's going to he's gonna take over lightweight. And I would love to see, like, even an Islam Makashev taking on a A.J. McKee. I mean, that, that could be monumental. Hell I, yeah, dude. I would love interpromotional things if they could ever get out, get the fucking I, bugs out of shit. I think the closest we're going to get is AEW and Bellator. Yeah. And if they start mixing more or meshing more, whatever the fuck you want to call that. Yeah. Uh, if they start doing that more with AEW, I'll watch more Bellator. I, I kind of fell off with Bellator. I mean, it's it's fights. It's awesome. But at the same time, like, I can I can stay more involved with UFC and the game than, than worry about Bellator. You know what I mean? Like, Bellator fell off on my priorities. I hear you. I hear you. Um, the other Did thing... you hear something in my mic or no? No, I didn't hear nothing. Okay, I'm just making sure. I thought I heard something in the background. So, one more thing I thought was kind of of note. So, we know Brandon Moreno, right? The flyweight, uh, cha- yeah. flyweight champion of, of UFC. Yeah, of course. His boxing is next level, right? That's all right. Well, now he's working with Canelo, the best boxer in the world. How much more can he improve by working with Canelo. I mean, you got Canelo teaching him boxing on top yeah, of his Yeah, it's pretty MMA. awesome. They're both, they're both Mexican uh, oh guys. Oh, my God. You know, they're kind of keeping it in the... Yeah. You know what I mean? They're keeping it in, in their country and, and going to work. Keeping that, keep that Mexican style, you know, yeah. gritty. I think it's cool, man. I think that it, it can only be better because he's already got grappling and him learn. you know... Uh, he's got enough grappling. If he can learn to just be, you know what I mean? Like he can do both, and I, him improving on any in any in any direction is just scary for the rest of the competition. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And he looks so good in his last fight, man. And he also talking about uh, they were they were asking uh, Moreno, do you have an interest in fighting uh, Figgy again? And he said he said no. He said, "Yes, that's that's definitely an option, but Figgy's got to show him something. I was dominant against him. He he's got to win. He's got to he's got to win a fight or something to to fight me again." And hey, I, I'm gonna be right. I back, think right? that's fair. Okay, you go I ahead. Can, I'm gonna. I, I hear the dog. I'm just gonna go check on him. I'm gonna move on to the Tucker's good, but the other dog is. Go ahead. Go do what you got to <laughs> do. We'll move on to uh, this upcoming fight card this week. We got Corey Sanhagen taking on TJ Dillashaw. I mean, it's a comeback fight for TJ. This card is, I thought, was going to be stupid. But after after seeing it after a little bit, I mean, you got some great fighters coming in on here. We got Sajar Eubanks taking on uh, Elise Reed. Uh, let's see, who's the other guy? Uh, Sereno. Uh, Ponchel Sereno taking on Brandon Allen. That's going to be a great fight for the prelims. Uh, Mickey Gall is back in action. We got Miranda Maverick taking on Macy Barber. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I thought that should have been the co-main other than Aspen Ladd taking on Macy Chesson. Uh, Kyler Phillips is in this one. Uh, great things looking for him. And like I said, Derek, Derek Elkins and uh, Derek Minner. It's going to fight, and that's going to be a war. 
both guys love to brawl. Both guys are are just at each other's throats. They don't care if they get hit or not. It's going to be a great fight. And then, and then you got the the big fight between Corey Sanhagen and TJ Dillashaw. Which one is going to reign supreme? I hear from the grapevine that one of these guys has always dominated the other. And whoever comes out is going to just dominate. It's not even going to be a fair fight. It's just going to be Dillashaw is going to dominate him or Sanhagen's going to dominate him. And we just don't know what's going to happen. But one of the guys didn't want to fight. They just didn't. And and now they got to take it. <laughs> Look at that. Go ahead, Chance Bans. You smell something beautiful? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what the hell? Oh, okay. Go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> but look, look. So, before Buddy gets back, I'm going to give you guys my whole rundown real quick. Okay? Hannah Goldie is going to win her fight. Sarjar Eubanks is going to win her fight. Uh, Julio Arce, he's going to win his fight. Uh, Adrian Yance and Randy Costa, Reese's Pieces versus Dr. Pepper. Yance is going to win that fight. Ian Heinish is coming back. He's going to win that fight. <laughs> Sereno, you know Sereno's going to win that fight. Brendan Allen's going to be good. It's going to be a close one. But Sereno's going to win. Mickey Gall. I got Mickey Gall. Even though he's the underdog, I got Mickey Gall in this. <laughs> Miranda Maverick, Macy Barber. I'm taking, I'm taking Maverick all day. Maverick is too nice. Macy Barber is too aggressive. She's too reckless. That's how it's going to go. Next, Darren Elkins and Derek, or Darren Elkins, Derek Minner. I'm taking Minner because he's got the better grappling. He's going to choke the shit out of Damage. Damage just likes to get hit. That's a bad combination. Uh, Kyler Phillips. We all know Kyler Phillips. Kyler Phillips is like the Matrix. He's like Keanu Reeves in the Matrix, dude. This is his cage. He does some crazy-ass shit. I got Kyler Phillips all day. Aspen Ladd and Macy Saison. Come on now. Come on. Who you got? Who you got? Aspen Lad all day. Aspen Lad all day. And the big the big main event, the big main event, I'll I'll save it for the end. You'll you'll hear my my take on it in the end. But trust me, it's not who you think I might pick. It's not who you think I might pick. I'm just saying. These fights I thought were going to be bad, but they actually are really good. When I look at them all, I mean, the Sajara Eubanks, at least Reed, this is a gimme fight for Sajara. Sajara needs to come in, she needs to make weight, and she needs to dominate. That's what ha needs to happen. It needs to happen here. Like, Elise Reed, she's she's taking the fight on short notice for once, for one. And, and two, she's an unknown, so she's got nothing to lose. She needs to give her all on this. And Sajar just needs to stay the course and whip up on Elise. Excuse me. Good Lord. Uh, Deanna uh, Bilabita taking on Hannah Goldie. Hannah Goldie, very physical, very, very dominantly strong person. And... 
I just don't see uh, Deanna winning this one. Not even close. Like, Goldie, Hannah Goldie should should walk her down, stalk her, clinch with her, throw her against the cage, beat her down. I think this should be ended. I think it should be ended in the second round, but knowing the way these women fight, it's probably going to be a decision. I really think that. Um, I, I just don't see Hannah Golda losing this one. She's too physically strong for for uh, Deanna to even to even like come across or even win. Uh, maybe I'm out. Maybe I'm out out of. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jordan, you got jokes. That's funny. You got jokes. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. It's okay, buddy. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. I, you're fucked up, man. You got me messed up talking about that's how I should pick women. <laughs> uh, Trap God, what's up, man? What's good? Oh, everything's good, brother. We're here with another episode of the podcast. We got fight, fight Pick Championship coming up. It's going to be great. I'm finally going to get my second belt. Fuck. Iconic Tragic. He is not going to win this season. I'm going to be number one I'm from the jump and not look back on anything. Buddy ain't got a shot in hell. I don't know why he's even going to be playing. He's horrible at it. He starts out really well, and then he loses steam so quick. It's it's not even funny. It, it's just great. I, 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 hope, I hope he wins. <laughs> yeah, well... Hannah Golda should do that. She should, she should throw against a cage and beat her up. And how dare you say that's my dating life? How dare you, sir? How dare you? You're you're out of your goddamn mind. Mm. Oh man. I know you are. I know you are. How's that dog taste? <laughs> Buddy's taking care of his dogs. I hope he comes back soon. I hope he gets here. Because I want to hear his takes on these fights coming up. We, Like I said, I gave you my, my pick on uh, Deanna B- Belbiti. Take it on Hannah Goldie. I think Goldie wins it via decision. Buddy, I want to get your take on it. Hannah Goldie, Deanna Belbiti, who you got and why? Let me hear it. Uh, so, I don't know much about Deanna Belbita or, um, Hannah Goldie. I've seen Hannah Goldie. I remember her. Um, I want my Hannah Goldie by decision. I think that this other chick, she's come into the UFC two times and has lost both her appearances in the UFC. And this girl, uh, Hannah Goldie, who, who kind of... It seemed like she's got a very, very strong physique, but she's not really, um, not really, the skills aren't matching the physique or something. You know, she's not exactly like, her skills don't match as as great of a physique she has, you know? Yeah, she's very strong, very intimidating presence, um, but she doesn't, she does lack aggression. But I'm hoping that she, she walks this girl down 
and throws her against the cage and beats her up. That's what I'm hoping for Hannah Goldie. I got her decision, too. Hell, yeah. I'm sorry I, I took so long. Damn, Trap uh, God, you ain't lying. <laughs> no, I think he was talking about that. Yeah, he's talking about seeing them both in some mud, too. Yeah, well, I had, I had a, um, I'm back now. Anyway, the dogs had to go to the bathroom. I hear you. Uh, so what do you what do you think about this Sajara Eubanks versus Elise Reed? I think this is a gimme fight for Sajara, hundred percent. Elise Reed. A gimme fight for somebody that's four and zero. Oh? Yeah. Versus somebody that's six and six. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Who is Elise Reed? Who's Elise Reed fought? I'm I'm calling padded record. That's what I'm calling. What are you saying? You're saying Elise Reed beats Sajara? I no, got, I'm not. I got. But some, I don't think it's a gimme fight. I think it's a. I think that it, this is Sajara being a fucking um, gatekeeper, and she's gonna do her job because she's a jobber, but do her job, job the right way and finish. I mean, uh, get a decision win against her because she is. She does well when she's the bigger fighter, yeah. and she's got an inch on her, and she's got a like. A, it seems like about a six inch reach advantage or so. Um. Or five and a half inch reach advantage, so she is the bigger fighter between the two, and I think that she's going to use it. She's better when she's the bigger fighter. Yeah, I got Sajara grappling her and hold her in half guard pretty much the whole fight. That's where I see this oh, yeah. going. Sajara Eubanks decision. Is that how you got it going to? Decision, and like I said, I think she's just going to kind of bully her. She's she's good at being the bully. All right, Julio Arce taking on uh, Andre Yule. I mean, this fight has a potential of being a damn good fight. And uh, it's, it's a sleeper fight in my eyes. What do you think? I'm sleeping. Oh, uh, you piece of shit. <laughs> both these guys have done okay. Yeah. And, you know, you want to... These are like Cub Swansons. You want to you root for them, but you can't because they keep losing. Nobody roots for Cub Swanson. Come on. Whatever. Uh, so for me, I went with Andrew Yule yeah. uh, because I just think that he can. So, sometimes he's really good at keeping people on the end of his jab and keeping lanky. And yeah. I think that maybe he'll use that style and just kind of stay on the outside and, and get a decision that way. Andre Yule definitely does like to fight on the outside, but he fights with his hands down. And Julio Arce does not. So I'm taking Julio Arce in this one via decision. I think the more technically sound fighter will eventually win this fight. I think uh, it, it may be a decision, but I got Julio Arce via decision in this one. Hmm. All right, well, one we disagree on, but that's okay. Let's see if we agree on this one. We got Adrian Yans. Yeah. That's how you pronounce it. Yep. And then we got Randy Costa, or yep. AKA the Zohan. The Zohan. That's right. Uh, so who you got? Why? And how? How and why? Okay, so this is kind of, kind of nice. Um, instead of talking a lot of trash to each other about their families and their significant others and everything else. They went the route of their favorite junk food. And it kind of talked them into this fight. 
So Adrian Yen says uh, he's going to be Dr. Pepper and uh, Randy Costa loves Reese's Cups. So they were talking about, oh, Dr. I'm Pepper I'm just going to say this. I'm glad I'm picking Randy Costa because fucking Reese Cup is way better than fucking Dr. Pepper. <sighs> I don't know, man. Reese Cup. I don't even like Dr. Pepper, yo. I love Dr. Pepper. I'll take Dr. Pepper all day. You get some uh you get some tequila, you get little Disaronos, and, and and you pour it together, they taste just like Dr. Pepper. I like I'm Dr. Taking, Pepper. Hey, I'm taking Randy Costa. You're taking too long. I want I want I want it to be fair. I want to tell you Breezy Cup is better. And that's why I'm taking them. No, I'm playing. Go ahead. Give give me your take down, man. Who how is Yans or Costa going to win, homie? Yans is going to whip his ass. That's how it's going to go. Yans huh. is going to whip his ass. Costa's too nice. He's got the that whole Stephen Thompson thing where he's a nice guy. He doesn't want to do nothing. There's not much aggression on him. He's just here for the competition. No, fuck that. Uh, Adrian Yans is going to come down and be dominant. He's putting on a little show. Haha, Dr. Pepper. But this Reese Cup is just what he is. He's a buttercup. He's weak, and he's not aggressive. I got Adrian Yans via decision on this one. I think Randy Costa uh, is going to win a first-round knockout. Oh, fucking hell. Oh. And I think it's because he does have the aggression, Ricky. Shut the fuck he, up. He's got a lot of first-round knockouts on his resume. Yeah. Uh, and I think that he's going to come out hot. And you don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. fuck him up, bro. Yeah. He's gonna knock him out in the first round. Yeah, the Zohan needs to go back, listen to some Mariah Carey, and chill out. He's not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna win this fight. Somebody recently must have watched that show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who you got in this next one? Uh, Nasordin Amadov taking on Ian Heinish. Ian Heinish is he coming off a loss? I can't remember. Yeah, he's coming off an of L from Kelvin Gaslam. God, yeah. And then uh, he won right before that, Gerald Mearshart. And then he took two L's, Derek Bronson and Omari Akhmedov. So this is a kind of a must-win for him. Ian Heinrich, uh, I guess, needs to win this fight to stay relevant and to to stay on on a high. I don't. I don't know if that's the, the case, but maybe. I, I think Ian Heinish realizes this, so it's either fight or flight for him. I got Ian Heinish knocking dude out in the second round. Hell yeah. He he can be pretty badass sometimes, man. I mean, he's put on some great performances we like. I actually just recently watched, uh, just kind of shouting out my buddy, comments from the peanut gallery. I recently watched because he's seen me quoting fucking C.T. Fletcher. If y'all know who C.T. Fletcher is. Yo, motherfucker, He said he quoting him, and then he told me about how he has a video with C.T. Fletcher. It was him and Ian Heinish before the fucking Derek Brunson fight, and they all worked it Like, they worked out with him and kind of did a video with him, which was really cool. I just watched that. Um, I think Ian Heinish is a cool guy, um, and he's had some bad performances, but he's had some great performances. This other guy, the Russian sniper, man, he's just, so it's the Hurricane versus Russian. He just recently lost the decision to uh, Phil Hawes. Do you remember that fight? Um, vaguely, very vaguely. So Phil Hawes is a jacked black dude, right? Yeah. And he was he was grapple fucking him the whole time, bro. Phil Hawes was, 
And at the very fucking last part, or like, so he, Phil Halls was dead, like tired. And he came back and was trying to, fu- uh, like, he was just trying to just knock him out at the end. Do you kind of remember it or not really? Yeah, still? yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember now. Yeah, so for me, I think Ian Heinish has the wrestling that he, he has the wrestling that can uh, wrestle fuck this guy. And I think he's going to get a decision just grinding out the the win with the wrestling and beating on him and just, you know, doing what he needs to do to get the job done. And All I think right. that this guy will fight him the whole way, but I think that just like with with Phil Haas, he'll still accept he'll still accept um the L or whatever. You know what I mean? He'll he'll accept the position. Yeah, he's gonna lay down. I don't know what you're saying about got mad sexual, but you're good. He's gonna lay down in the position, is what you said. He'll 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 accept it. Yeah, his he position. Will. He will accept the loss eventually. So who do you got uh, in the next one? This is the main event of the prelims. Uh, Panhel Serrano taking on Brendan Allen. Serrano or Serrano, however you say that. Uh, yeah. This guy, he's got a hard fucking name to say. But he's had some impressive wins recently. Got good hands, um, man. He's got great hands. Yeah, and he's he's come through and knocked out a few people. I think it's hard to bet against somebody that's eight and zero and that's been got two knockouts back to back. He's still he's he's still got that fucking uh, hype with him. This guy Brendan Allen, though, man, we know that he's a fucking quick starter. Yeah. But he what he usually does is he 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 will he'll jump on you and try to get a submission. This guy, I think, will bang with Brendan Allen and fucking knock him out. Brendan Allen's had problems in the past with guys that, like Sean Strickland, knocked him out. You know, And I think if Sean Strickland knocked him out, this guy probably definitely can, as long as he can keep it on the feet. I think this is Serrano's fight. I think that uh, he waits until the second round, and then he probably starts trying to grapple him, and that's when he gets knocked out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, uh, you got Brendan Allen second round knockout? Brendan Allen's getting knocked out in the second round. Oh, second round, okay. I have, the, ex- I have the exact same shit. Good. <laughs> yeah, and for the exact same reason. So, uh, give me a second. I'll be right back. But, uh, who do you got? Mickey Gull or Jordan William? I'm taking Gull. I'll tell you how when I get back. For me, it's it's hard to put your put your uh, you know money or whatever to pick Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall, he's done well for a guy that's at, at, at with little experience as he has, but he's come up short every time he's fought somebody of any notable. Uh, like when he fought fucking Randy Brown, he lost that pretty decisively. When he fought Diego Sanchez. He got ground pounded. I think he said he was sick or something. Whatever. You got your excuse. So does Connor. Then he took the L to fucking Mike Perry. Mike Perry just whipped his ass. Um, this guy, Jordan Williams, seems pretty fucking cool. Um, he's coming from the Contender Series. He's He started out... Um, what's it called? Like two years ago, he got a split decision on, on Contender Series. Then he got ten months ago. He came back. He got a fucking knockout. But when he got in the in the octagon in the UFC, you know, officially, he took that L. Now it was nine months ago. 
I think he's ready. I think Mickey Gall at this point in his career is kind of a gimme fight for most guys. I think this is Jordan Williams' time to shine and get a decisive 30-27, all three judges, fucking straight up Jordan Williams with the win decision. Um, um, I know I was out too long. I'm sorry. No, you're good. It's not even a big deal. Uh, so I gave my little get-together go about it. Williams' decision. Oh, hey, you, you got Mickey Gall winning. I got Mickey Gall winning decision. You crazy. Mickey Gall coming there. Come, he's coming there with a purpose, man. He is super hungry. He's the overlooked guy every time. Every time. For CM Punk, he, he was expected to win, but he was overlooked. For Diego Sanchez, he was overlooked. He got his ass whipped he and got, lost. I didn't say he didn't lose. I'm saying he's overlooked. I'm saying that just makes a man more hungry. I got Mickey Gall winning via decision against Jordan Williams. So, something I didn't bring up yet, and uh, I'm glad you're here for this. So, Mickey Gall trains with Joe Schilling pretty often. Oh, Joe Schilling is currently being sued now, uh, man. You think that's affecting his training? No. No? No, I don't think so. I, Joe Schilling's not his only training partner. He well, just trains I don't with know. the guy. You I never mean, know. He's got, there's got to be other training partners than just Joe. I mean, they they might be close, but I don't I don't think it's that's the only training partner. I mean, I didn't think about that, but yeah, that 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 might that might affect him. Who knows? So what you think? Right. What you think about this? I thought this fight, this next fight, should have been a co-main event. I'm more excited for this this women's fight than a co-main event. I don't know how you feel. Miranda Maverick uh, me, taking on Macy Barber. Well, I mean, slightly bigger hype than the other names, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Mar- Miranda Maverick's only fought in the UFC twice. Uh, she's, you know, never came up short. But Macy Barber had a pretty good run in the UFC f- like a year or two ago, maybe Three years ago now. Yeah. Then, she, then Roxanne beat to her ass, and then she got her ass with by Grasso. Um, I think I think Macy fell off. I think that she already re, she already peaked, and then she, she's she's now falling into her role of just being the stepping stone for Miranda Maverick. Miranda Maverick's probably gonna get a nice clear victory decision, um, going with her for the win for a decision. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, now we gotta we gotta take into account Mason Barber is coming back from an ACL MCL tear, and that's why she lost against her last opponent. Um, Miranda Maverick is the up and coming star. I think she's the bigger star with the better repertoire. Um, I got Miranda Maverick in this fight because of there's such a long layoff for Macy Barber. I got Miranda Maverick uh, submitting Macy Barber in the third round. Okay. I I, I see that happening because uh, uh, Barber is reckless. She is just so reckless, and I don't think that's something that you can just teach out of her. This has to be learned the hard way. She has to lose a couple to learn that she, she can't be so reckless. 
But hey, I could be wrong, and she could come back and fix all those things and and be something special. But yeah, maybe I don't. I don't see it happening. So Darren Elkins is taking on Derek Minner. Oh now, yeah. For you. Yeah. The damage is a bad nickname. You don't fuck with him. It's you not that I don't that fuck he with loses him tomorrow I or Saturday. Look, I think the Maybe damage. Maybe I want him with it, but you know what I mean. I think the damage is a good name for him, but he takes damage. He doesn't give it. He takes damage. He's the damage because he takes damage. He is always extremely bloody, extremely beat up after every one of his fights. And yeah, that makes good TV and it makes great wars. I just think Derek Minner's the better fighter here. And I'm I'm torn between decision and submission because Derek Minner has great submissions. He has a really quick and tight guillotine. So I'm I'm taking Derek Minner in this one, but I'm gonna go decision because I just think I just think uh the damage gets damaged. That's that's how I see it. Hmm. How do you see this going down? Well, I think damage is is the vet and the more composed fighter. I think that um yeah, Derek Minner has had more fights or yeah, more fights in him, but he's taking more L's. I mean, he's trying to, he's trying to come up, but I think that this is where Darren Elkins can say, "Hey, look, I fought more experienced fighters. I'm going to be the the guy um proving, you know, stopping everything and just expose like doing what I want to do with you." And I think he's going to get a decision. I think that uh, he's a tough guy. He's not afraid to bang, and he's also not afraid to wrestle um, when he needs to. And something that was kind of interesting to me, because I was just looking at Darren Elkins' uh, resume, his debut in the UFC was against Dwayne Ludwig, bro. Wow! <laughs> no You know who that is, right? Yeah, that's TJ's fucking coach. Yeah, wow. Dwayne Bang Ludwig. Yo, he beat him. with wow. says TKO ankle injury. Wow, that is Oh. And his next fight, this was in 2010, his next fight was against Oliveira, and he lost in the first round in 41 seconds by an armbar. Wow. But, I mean, he's he's had some... See, that's the difference between Darren Elkins and Derek Min, Darren Minner, or what, Darren Elkins and Derek Minner, um, is for sure Elkins has fought the better competition. Likes of... Bektik, Bermudez, Chaz Skelly, Michael Johnson, Volkanowski, Ricardo Lamas, Ryan Hall. I mean, the list is is there. Chad Mendez, bro, Oliver Ludwig. I mean, he's fought some fucking names. Uh, you remember uh, Brando? Yeah. Diego Brando or whatever? Yeah. He's fought him. So, I mean, so he's, out of all these great resumes and all these great people that he's fought, who does he want? Who, uh, what's his record like? Hey, his record's not bad. I mean, Derek Minner's record's worse looking. Twenty six and which record would you ha- rather have? Twenty six and eleven or twenty five and nine? Twenty five and nine, obviously. That's Elkins. Wow. I mean, yeah. that that's good. That's good. I just don't see it. I just, I just don't see it winning. He, he beat. I'm gonna name the best guys he beat: Michael Johnson, Dennis Bermudez, Bektik. Chaz Skelly, 
Diego Brando, I mean, and Dwayne Ludwig. I mean, they're pretty notable fighters that he beat. Yeah, yeah. Derek Minner, let's go to him. Who's his best wins? Charles Rosa. You know how big I am on him. <laughs> okay, okay. He literally has no other name. He's he's got a loss to Kevin Kroom, which was an LFA, but you barely know who Kroom is. Some of y'all might know him. I don't know if you know him, Ricky. Not not I'm not too familiar with him. That's the fucking um the guy that just lost to Alex Caceres. Oh, okay, okay. But, look, Derek Minner is the younger fighter. He's the more up-and-comer. He's the more spry. Barely. He's the more spry fighter. Damage will take damage and lose. That's how I see this going. You're not going to take I think that this is a potential fight at night just because I think they're going to fucking... They're going to have a war. Yeah. I think that both of these guys are are ready for a war. And I think Darren, Darren Elkins will win that war. Okay. I'm down for that. What up, Kieran? I see you, homie. <laughs> it's been a long time so, since we've seen Kieran. So, no, I think we see him every time, but maybe not. He lives He lives in the UK, man. They can't always oh, make that's it. that's right. That's it's right. late for him. Uh, so, Kyler Phillips versus Julian or Rulian. I think it's Julian. Pavia? Yeah. Pavia? I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, the most notable fights that I, I remember him in uh, was when he, he got... Uh, the doctor. I thought Kai Kara France when he fought him. I thought that he won, but it was a split decision. And then the very next fight, he fought and got his shit cut open really bad, bro. And then he kind of—I mean, he won two fights out of that, but it was like, you know, he got an overhand right against Mark De La Rosa, which everybody, you know, he fell off. Yeah. And then I don't even know who this guy is. Zaglis Zamagal Zamagalov. I can't remember that guy. Do you? Not not off the top of my head, no. But then you got Kyler Phillips, 9-1. and one. Uh, He's on a four-fight win streak. The other guy's only on a two-fight win streak. I went with Phillips, knockout first round. I think that Julian will will uh, exchange with him, and I think Phillips, a.k.a. The Matrix, is fucking crafty and, and, and tricky, and I think that he's going to get him in and knock him out in the first round. Kyler Phillips is amazing to watch when he's on his game. Uh, he does some crazy-ass shit. Uh, can't wait to see. It, it. It's definitely one of those guys that are fun to watch, kind of like an MVP in Bellator. Kind of wait to see his cool new move that he learned that he's going to pull out. Um, I got Phillips in this one a lot for the same reasons that you do. Um, but I don't see him knocking him out. I see him taking him to the ground and, uh, like, grabbing an arm or grabbing a grabbing a neck and uh, getting a submission second round. That's how I see Phillips taking this taking this to mm. him. You still there? Yeah, I'm still yeah, there. Uh, the audio cut weird. Oh, so, sorry. Yeah, I mean, so that it's, it's pretty cool that we both kind of have Phillips. Now, what about Aspen Ladd versus Macy Shizon? What do you? What's your breakdown for this fight? I I think that you like these fighters better than me. Okay, Aspen Lad is a tough, tough fighter. I got, I got Aspen Lad in this one, but Macy Cezanne is, is aggressive, but she tends to if she falls into trouble, she will lose. Like there, once she 
she's a downhill fighter. If you heard of downhill running backs, they're downhill yeah. fighters. Downhill fighters means like as soon as she starts to get on the roll, she'll win. But if there's any opposition, like Aspen Lad will give her, then she'll 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 crumple and she won't rise to that obstacle. She will lose. Yeah. So for me personally, I got Aspen Lad via decision in this one. Okay, so this this fight's pretty competitive then, I think, because we did both go different on this. I'm going with she's on. Um, they both have a pretty fucking good record, 7-1 and one for Macy and 9-1 and one for Aspen. Um, Aspen's L was from fucking Jermaine Duranime, Durant, uh, you know, and that was when she f- was pissed at her for stopping it too early. You know, just like fucking Jimmy T and everybody else is saying, Herb Dean needs to be audited. We need to audit Herb Dean. A hundred percent. Herb Dean is slipping. Herb Dean is his 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 um his pockets are are getting fed for the for certain calls. I think. Oh damn! Now Lena Landsberg um, got a decision when I remember she stayed, like you said, once Lena Landsberg was able to get that, like, side control, whatever, you know, she was kind of, like, holding her down for, like, three rounds, just kind of just holding her there. And Macy kind of did just accept the L. I'm going with Macy because she is 5'11", with a 72-inch reach, going against Aspen Lab 5'6", only a 66-inch reach. And I think Macy does better when she's the longer... Uh, bigger fighter, and I think yeah. that's going to take into a big factor. I think she's going to win the grappling exchanges that need, you know, and, and sprawl or um, the, you know, I just think all over Macy's just going to be the bully in this one. Aggression is definitely going to determine the winner of this fight. Both both ladies are are very skillful. They they have great grappling, pretty good striking. The aggression will definitely determine the winner of this fight. Whoever controls the cage and controls the aggression will win. 100%. Got Aspen Lad, you got Chase on. What about this main event coming up, man? TJ Dillashaw, Corey Sanhagen. TJ's coming off his his uh, loss to Cejudo and um, his, his uh, time off. For cheating, and Corey Sanhagen's coming off a fresh win against Frankie Edgar. Now, someone like T.J. Dillashaw, with time off, yeah, and being able to recover and just let their body fucking just rest for a little bit, and then just focus on training and getting better. Not focus on one fighter. Focus on getting better for as long as he did. That's a fucking scary fighter because he was already top of his game, easily has the better resume between the two, easily is is one of the better fucking uh, fighters at 135. You could put it in an argument, it, it, is he's still top dog at 135. Every, every question of that will be answered because he hasn't fought since January 19, 2019. And I am fucking all for it. I think that, in a way, Corey Sinhagen is a perfect fight for TJ Dillashaw to get right back in the fucking um, mix of who who should be fighting for the championship. I think that he's taking this fight because he knows he can knock out Sanhagen. I think that Sanhagen, um, 
tries to be aggressive on Dillashaw in the first round. Dillashaw only uh, backpedals or, 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 you know, reads them, makes, makes reads on them and fucking maybe, but I think he don't get aggressive until round two. I think he's going to pull like an Israel Adesanya, if you will, or, you know, other fighters that do it kind of more read them in the first round and then get aggressive and fucking uh, punish him for some of the um, patterns or rhythms that he's noticing that Sanhagen's got. And that's when he's going to put in work as a second round and knock him out. Second round knockout. Dillashaw, huh? All right. All right. Sounds good. Who you got, Ricky? Let's hear it. You got Sanhagen, I know. You a hater. Okay. Yeah, the hater in me won't won't allow me to root for Dillashaw. I'm sorry. Just won't happen. Look, Corey Sanhagen is the bigger fighter. He's the longer fighter. Now, one thing you have to know, too, is it's not just a physical um, time off or physical layoff for, for TJ. It's also a mental layoff, too. You don't have the psychology and the, and the mindset of a fighter looking for a title anymore. I mean, two years off, yeah, you're practicing getting better or whatever, but you're also building businesses. He's also making money. He realizes that he does not need fighting. He, he realizes that there's life after fighting. So what are you really fighting for? Are you fighting mm-hmm. for the championship? I don't know. Can you really do it legally without EPO? I don't know that either. It's going to be crazy he's if he's probably he... still on something. Come on, they're all on something, bro. I, I I think he's still on something, bro. Okay, well, be that as it may. If if Sanhagen's going to win, it's going to be in the first round. To beat TJ, you cannot let him get into a rhythm. You cannot let him get into the second, third, fourth, fifth round. You can't let that happen. The longer the fight goes, TJ is going to win. But I think Corey Sanhagen can take him out within the first round. Because let's not forget, these guys were training partners. Yeah. These guys know each other very, very well. And what happened? What happened the last time my boy Dillashaw fought his training partner? Okay. The last two times. I hear you. Now. Come on now. But this is the other and thing let, too. Let me let me let me talk about something too that, that oh, you kind of brought up. You go said ahead, he's he's a longer fighter. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Dillashaw's movement, footwork, and everything. It, 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 I don't think that many people with a reach can really utilize that against him. But there's a differential of two inches. Dillashaw only has a slight fucking. He's got 68 inch reach. Fucking Corey Sanhagen has 70. It's not much of a difference, bro. The size differential that St. Hagen's used to is not exactly there. 5'6 to 5'11. That, that's that's a big that's difference. Kinda, that's kind of big, but not really because my boy Dillashaw got that footwork, bro. Yeah, but punching up to punching down is two totally different mindsets and two totally different leverage points. If I'm punching down on you, I got way more power. Way more power. And but that's the beauty of Dillashaw. He's got power from all angles, bro. I'm telling you. I'm not saying that he's not, but that's not how this fight's going to win. If Dillashaw's going to win, he's going to win it in the grappling. He's not going to win it in the striking. It's just not. And He's going to knock him out. He's going to knock him out. No way. No way. Don't see that happening. I do. 
We're going to find out because from what I hear, whoever it is that is dominant has always been dominant. So I don't see this fight going going to be very competitive. Dillashaw is probably one of the most competitive people out there. I'm not saying I that bet he's you not. Still a show one in. I'm not saying that he's not. But it's funny that, you know. He seems like the type that has to win in his gym. Yeah. You know? And that's why he has his own gym. And that's why he has his own tr- camp tailored to him. He doesn't train with anybody anymore. He just he just brings in guys to, to focus on him. Nah, he has his own championship fucking run with people, bro. I'm telling you. But anyway, I. I'm super excited because, especially because we're disagreeing on this. Yeah. And 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 this will lay the foundation of how the Fight Pick Championship will play out, or maybe not lay out the foundation, but it would give everybody an idea of who is, you know, who's going to stay in the lead. Maybe I maybe I reign supreme throughout the whole season. Maybe you I kind ain't of reigning supreme. Pretty yo. well. I don't think tragic. I think tragic's winning days are over. He's he's about to make a big move from Canada to the United States. That move, moving from fucking Maryland to Florida, kind of fucked up my picks too, man. You start. There's a lot of things that go involved with moving, like leaving people that, like Ricky. You know, he's in Baltimore. Um, that shit fucks with your head. You don't you don't pick right. You know what I mean? Well, you never picked right to begin with, so we're all good, motherfucker. I was doing good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where'd you end up? Where'd you end up? Tenth, eleventh, twentieth. We'll see. We'll see this season. I'm more focused on this season, bro. It's going to be fucking lit, bro. All right. I can't wait. I, I look forward to the competition. And and like we said, please, if you can get your $10 in, get your $10 in. Um, yeah, we can get better so, belts. You, so you guys can help push towards getting these belts for the winners. Uh, right now we're reusing one because nobody – I think like um, – our boy Emmanuel paid, right? That was it. That was it. Emmanuel paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> not really. No, no, not really. But uh, I actually but Emmanuel, gave him his money back. He didn't have to pay us this time. No, I gave him his money back because he paid. Because oh, he's you already the only, did. Yeah, I already did that. That that's, okay. it wasn't cool. I'm not. If you're the only guy that I'm going to give you your money back, that's not cool. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's. that's so. But I say we all do it. I'm going to put in ten dollars. Ricky's going to put in ten dollars. Um. Backlog's gonna put in ten dollars, and I, I know I know Dan told me he don't mind putting in that ten. Uh, I think if all of us put in ten, we can get a fucking decent belt for the winner. And you know, if you plan on doing this every week with us, it's very possible you'll get that belt, bro. Fuck yeah, man! So look, I want to know about your streams because I can never catch them anymore. You're streaming all different kinds of time. What do you got to promote? How's the stream life been going? How's everything been treating you? I, I want to get caught up with Buddy. Like, how's MMA Mark's Twitch channel going on, man? Uh, well, it's been a little bit back and forth here, there. Uh, so I've been kind of going through a thing where I'm like, I'm not a UFC gamer streaming, which sometimes I might fall in that category. I want to be, and I think I am, a streamer who mostly plays UFC. Yeah. Or, and mostly talks UFC. So I've been trying to venture out on other things, and I've been trying to ask around to see what, what schedule really works for best for everybody, um, meaning, like, um, people that like to watch my streams, that like to hang out, um, 
also I, I was asking like you know with my gym trying to figure out what works best for me as a, as somebody that's working out and trying to get better shape because I can't stream the long hours like I used to when I'm when I'm putting this much effort on my body and shit. It, it takes a toll. Um, I can't do those twenty four hour streams all the time and stuff. Uh, I one I've been doing a Trello thing for a podcast and for my stream, and one of the things I have that I wanted to get done by the end of the week, which I'm gonna have to really do a full on decision within the next twenty four hours or so. Uh, and that's figure out a stream schedule that I want to try to keep and go through with it next week and see how it works out, make adjustments after that week. Um, with my stream, I've really been trying to focus on a lot of different things and, and just trying to better our podcast and stream at the same time. You know, it's all about building and, and, and making sure things are going in the right direction. I've been doing more with social media talking to some of my buddies that have been doing well with social media, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of reels because that seems to be in on Instagram and I like doing them, man. I posted a few, we had fucking, uh, Virgil comment on the one verified account commented, you know, had, had a bunch of, had, uh, talking to Devante Smith. Some of y'all may know him. He's fought in the UFC. Bing, bing. He was talking about maybe playing me on the game or I was asking him to play me cause he was talking about whipping my buddy's ass. Um, comments from the peanut gallery knows him, and he was talking. They were talking about how he whooped his ass, and I'm like, I'll train you to beat his ass, or I'll beat his ass for you. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's nice. You know, I've just been trying to put myself out there and everything, and I'll be doing more more different games, um, trying to trying to figure out what works best for the community and me. You know what I mean? Like, I want I want to have a lit ass community where we have fun all the time, where we do AI tournaments. We do uh, player pl- versus player tournaments. Um, we talk MMA. We we fucking play the MMA games. We play other games together. We fucking just kind of hang out, listen to music together, and talk bullshit, watch videos. We were watching a lot of videos in the last stream. Hell yeah. You know? Hell yeah, man. Sounds awesome. I, I wish you all the best of luck. I know you're taking this shit very seriously. And, yeah. and the growth is there. I can't wait to see what happens with you. And I'm going to make my my character in this AI tournament, and and my lucha mask, and it's gonna well, be. Well, you can change it up if you want. It's gonna be all, no, no. Ricky. I'm sticking with the character. We're gonna make it work because I'm gonna be the champ. Trust that. I'm gonna be the champ in this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's been an awesome episode. Fight Pick Championship starts up this week again. Uh, Don't forget, guys. Corey Sanhagen's gonna whip up on TJ. It's gonna be great. Fuck EPO, fuck cheating, TJ. Uh, Everybody cheats. <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. There are still good people in the world that don't cheat, like Corey Sanhagen. So we're going to see what happens. It's going to be a Sanhagen probably cheating too, bro. He used to oh, train with get out of here. DJ Dillashaw back when mouth. he was cheating. Such your probably. whore mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they probably cheated together, bro. <laughs> well, look. We're going to come back next week, recap everything. It's going to be on Tuesday. Uh, check Buddy out at MMA underscore Marks on all social media, even Twitch. That's where he is. And check check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MMA Marks, MMAMarks.com. It's going to be a special, great time. Go ahead, bud. What special, do you got left? Special thank you to everybody that joined us in chat on Twitch at Ricky underscore MMA. 
Uh, those of you that were just lurking, I see you out there. I'm not going to call you out, but I appreciate you. And, you know, everybody that's listening on the uh, audio, man, on the playback, appreciate you guys. Uh, reach out to us on social media. Give us a five-star rating on whatever app you're listening to us on. You know, tell your friend about us. We got, you know, we're, we're just trying to grow here, and I think that everybody can help. Oh, yeah. Well, that's our show. We'll see you next time right here on Twitch. Check you out. See ya. See ya.